Yale and currently plays professionally in Finland. Catch Team USA in their first matchup against China this Thursday at 8 a.m. And that's your WXVU Sports Minute. Catch us next week for more headlines, stories, and more for your Villanova Wildcats. Ask a future nurse your questions about the COVID-19 vaccines. What are possible side effects of the COVID-19 vaccines? It is important to note that not everyone experiences side effects from the COVID-19 vaccine. And if you do experience side effects, your side effects could be completely different than a person who received the same vaccine at the same
Good morning, everybody. You're listening to 89.1 FM WXVU, The Roar, Villanova student-run radio. It's a little past 11.30 a.m. on this uh, snowy, snowy Sunday morning, uh, which means it's time for Fun the Locker Room, your favorite sports radio show, where we have some fun in the locker room, recapping everything in the world of sports, discussing hot takes, making predictions, and much, much more. We're a radio show every 11.30 uh, a.m. Sunday mornings. But also, if you miss a show or want to go back and listen to some of our takes, we're on YouTube now. Um, same name, Fun the Locker Room on YouTube. We have a Twitter. Make sure to check out the Twitter. Um, I know Sean and Liam have been very active recently just with everything that's going on. Obviously, today is Super Bowl Sunday, so we have a jam-packed episode today. But we're also, once we cover the Super Bowl, we're going to get into NBA trade, trade deadline. I believe it was Thursday, which it was a wild Thursday. A lot of the moves that I think were unexpected went down, and then the one big move that we were all anticipating, is it going to happen or is it not going to happen, actually happened, and I think you know what we're talking about, and we'll get into that. My name is Truett Karstetter. I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Sean Reichel, Liam Holloway, and let's not even waste any time beating around the bush. Let's get straight in to Super Bowl Sunday, and I think there's no better way to do this the way we've done it on the show forever is we're, we got our picks um, we're very passionate about getting our picks right um, and trying to beat the others in having the best record. Uh, but all that regular season playoffs is out the window. It is Super Bowl picks. This is for all the marbles. Sean, who do you got winning today? Bengals yeah, so versus Rams. It's a big game. I think we're all very excited about this. I think we're all self-anointed. Um, don't like the Rams for many different reasons. We all like the Rams. Liam's obviously the um, whole same situation back in the day. We don't need to talk about that. And uh, Truett. Yeah, it's twice. Actually, the Rams beat you twice, right? Because if they would have won the regular what? season hey, game, uh, Super Bowls today, <laughs> Bengals versus the Rams. Let's make our yeah. picks. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, so I think we all like the Rams, but Matthew Stafford is a great quarterback. I do expect to be a close game, um, but Joe Burrow's just got the moxie. He's got the ability. He's been here. He's done that. He he said he had a comment that says like somebody asked him if he was nervous about the game. He's like. I was more nervous for my high school state championship game because I'd never been in a situation like this before. He's he's played in LSU like nobody. I think people underestimate how big like the national championship is in college. Like having all those people stream him. Like he's been in situations like this. He performs in these situations. He's just a proven winner, and I think he finds a way to win this game. I do think they get down early because the Bengals don't start hot for some reason, but I do think the Bengals win this game. Sean, I totally agree with you, and. The Rams have shown in the past to blow huge, huge second-half leads. Um, but he's America's man. Joe Shiesty, Joe Burr. He's going to lead the Bengals to the Super Bowl this year. And they're complete underdogs. Obviously, he's America's dude, but they have no pressure on them. The Rams have better talent, better depth in almost every position, besides maybe the quarterback position, but that's, that's up for debate. But... You just can't root against a guy like this, so I'm, I'm going to join you. Go Bengals. All right, so I don't like the Rams at all. Uh, as a Seahawks fan, 
don't like the Rams. Didn't like it when they went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Was very happy when they lost. Here they are again. Uh, new quarterback. Different supporting cast. Um, favored by four. I wouldn't really. I don't think any of us are calling this a home field advantage, even no. though it's in LA. I don't think any no, of us even, are trying even, to argue that. Even in Tampa last year, wasn't much of a home field advantage in Tampa because of how the tickets yeah, work. Tickets like, cost so much. If, if your team is in the Super Bowl, I don't think it's much stop you from flying there and going to the game. No. Like the diehard fans. I don't think it's going to be much of home field, any home field advantage at all. Yes. That, that being said, um, I am wholeheartedly rooting for the Bengals. I love what Joe Burrow's been doing. I love the the hype and the um, just the persona that he's kind of adopted on this you know center stage in the, with the media this postseason. Um, I, I love that young wide receiver trio they got with with Chase Higgins and Boyd. That being said, though, I, it's it's so hard for me to argue with the Ra- I, and and Liam Alexandria said the Rams do blow a lot of second uh, half leads, um, but I think. Even if the Bengals go down, let's say, a touchdown, 10 points, I don't think it's going to be enough to come back. There's just so much talent on the Rams team. I mean, everyone knows the offense with Stafford. You know, uh, Odell has been playing amazing this postseason. Cooper Cup has been undisputably the best wide receiver in football this year. Um, on the defense, Aaron Donald. I continue to argue that Aaron Donald is argue, arguably the best player in football some years definitely the best defensive player and then number two on on as far as defensive players in the league Jalen Ramsey um really the I, top two defensive players in the league who, who would you okay quick side tangent who, who would you have uh they, neither of them won defensive player of the year that's true that's true too. Yeah, Micah, Ma- TJ. Yeah, Ma- Ma- but as far as consistency goes t- uh, Jalen Ramsey's been good for a long time Aaron Donald's been good for a long time um they've been to Super Bowl before they got the experience I just can't see. I, I don't know if they cover four, but four points, but I, I've, I'm going to take the Rams as much as it hurts me to say that. I would love to be wrong about this. That's treasonous activity. Like Even know, picking the Rams. This is the second time this year that on this podcast <laughs> or on this show, Truett has picked against like his team. He picked against the Seahawks earlier this year, if anyone remembers. Was it the Saints game? Yeah, or, or, um, yeah, you picked the Saints to cover. Was the Steel, I, I, I think it was the Steelers game. Steelers, Steelers, Seahawks. And then I ended up going with. Seahawks, Seahawks Saints, and they still, yeah, still didn't come But in. now you're once again rooting for your rival. Like, I would never pick I, the Cowboys never, in the Super Bowl. Never in my life would I pick the Buccaneers. Exactly. Even, even that game where the Bucks got the Bucks lost that, the regular season game. Yep. Yeah. So. I would love to be wrong. I, I just think this Rams team has way too much experience, way too much depth. Everything on the stat sheet on paper is telling me they should win. That being said, it's the Super Bowl. It's Joe Burrow. Anything could happen. I would love to be wrong. Yeah, quick, yeah. quick side thing. Odell Beckham's first Super Bowl. What do you expect from him in this game? Like, he's definitely. Oh, I know we have this later, but the anytime touchdown for yeah. OBJ that that is going to cash. I could totally see him. It, he's it, got what six touchdowns? Yeah, he is looking like Crazy. like I, I don't. Is it weird to say vintage Odell? Is that I mean he's he's older. I think it's fair enough to say that yeah. vintage Odell, yeah. Giants Odell. Um, Brown stint, I think, now that we're seeing that he's coming back into his own, was a complete failure. Um, I'm happy for the man. I'm, I'm glad. I don't know if you feel the same way, Sean, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he's, uh, he's playing well, even if it has to be for the team that I just don't want anyone to play well for. Um, yeah, I think he's going to go off because you got your hands full guarding Cooper Cup. There's so many weapons on this team. The one big thing, they are missing one of their big weapons. Tyler Higby is out the game. That, is, that is huge. That is he huge. Is, um, Matt, Matt Stafford's second leading target guy this entire year. So, wow. 
I think that's a big underrated loss that people aren't taking much into question because that that's a guy across the middle of the field. I know Cooper Cup's also the guy in the middle of the field, but just another big target for Matthew Stafford to throw to on third downs, like conversions. Like it's going to be interesting to see how the Bengals defend who this their, crazy uh, wide receivers. Who is their backup tight end? The Rams. Is it that Blanton guy? I have no idea. Because I remember tight end. when Higby got hurt last game. Um, whoever it was came in and did did a is pretty Jared good job. Cook? No. Did a pretty good job of um I see Kendall, yeah, Kendall Blanton and yeah. Bryson Hopkins. I think it's I think it's a Blanton guy, but I mean Matt Stafford, great quarterback, and he's just got two weapons. Yeah. And Van Jefferson, great yeah, Did Jefferson, you see the stat where it, Joe Burrow is the earliest no, he's the number one pick who he's yes, going to the Super yes. Bowl the earliest out of any number one pick. Mm-hmm. And Matt Stafford is going to the Super Bowl the latest. I think it's thirteen years yeah, 13 for any number one overall pick, which yeah. is it's kind of crazy to it think It is really that. crazy. Different ways to get there. Another quick question for the two of you, because you guys like talking and hyping up the uh, Bengals wide receiver trio. Yes. Who's got the better trio today? Ooh. I'm still going to go Bengals. So is Van, Van Jefferson the third? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's obviously, Cooper Cup's the best, undoubtedly, out of all of them. Is OBJ better than Jamar Chase? He might be. I don't understand how you're receiving a conversation. Be, but Van Rams Jefferson's, are, I don't yeah. think Rams. Oh. See, this is why trio. I'm choosing yeah. Rams. The, even their 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 wide receiver trio is just it's, it's better. Just better. Yeah, it is better. But they're they young and they're fun. Like you don't even like OBJ. No, I don't. But yeah. He's better. Cooper Cooper Cup's not fun to you, Liam. Yeah, Cooper Cup's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Broke a lot of records this year. A lot of records. Yeah, I, I'd go Rams trio as much as I've, yeah. I've liked watching Jamar That's Chase fair. and T Higgins. Um. Although Jamar Chase, it's he like torched the Rams when they played mm, um, in the regular season, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's uh, it's up for debate. I I am rooting for the same thing you guys are, but I just I don't know I see how a you different can outcome. pick the Rams. I'm sorry. How do you pick them? That's it's not right. It's not right. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's get into prop bets. So Liam kind of alluded to the one that I was going to choose. My favorite prop bet: uh, OBJ anytime touchdown. Especially because all of your attention is going to um, to Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was either OBJ or I was really close to putting Van Jefferson because those are just two guys that find a way to get into the end zone very sneakily. They just get in there um, and and get a touchdown. And I could totally see, you know, maybe Cooper Cup's the guy getting you sixty of those eighty yards on a, on a drive, but then you're throwing OBJ in the end zone or Van Jefferson. Um, so that's my lock. Uh, what, uh, first of all, we don't support gambling. We don't but do that here. happy belated to Liam. He is now 21, so he can now gamble <laughs> on this game if, if he wanted to. I, I don't. If your mom, if you're listening, I don't gamble. <laughs> what were the odds for the OBJ anytime touchdown? Is it plus 700? No way. Is that high? It, I mean, anytime touchdown. Cooper Cup's anytime touchdown is like plus 300 or less. Because they, th- yeah, I don't know. It might be even plus 100. Like Cooper Cup's anytime touchdown is ridiculously low. Really. I mean, it's not surprising. Eli Apple's going to be guarding him. He'll be. He'll be. <laughs> he's going to have a great OBJ day. OBJ is actually plus one fifty. What? Yeah. Cooper that's Cup's a, that's... minus one sixty five. Are you serious? So these are high. Wow. Jamar Chase also minus one ten. Don't gamble, these folks. Please I was thinking don't of T Higgins plus one ninety. That's these that, are, that was these the are other not one I was good bets. About. These are not good bets. Well, I guess the question is, do we get a high score game? Ooh. I don't know. Like score predictions, roughly. Unfortunately, I think either the Rams blow them out or it's a close game oh, and yeah. the Bengals win. 
I, I, I could see a 28-24 game, something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling. That'd be a fun game. I just yeah. I can't see another 13 to three. No, like the last time the Rams were there, I can't see that. Either. I don't think the Bengals will start off as slow as they have been in the first half, but I I mean they've done it. I'm just intrigued because the Bengals locked down Mahomes with their defense with their schemes. Yeah, second half. I'm intrigued to see what scheme they pull up against this Rams defense, Rams offense. It's got to be a lot of uh, Cooper Cup. You focus on the wide receivers. Make Matt Stafford yeah. beat you some some other way. Make Cam Akers beat you. Yeah. Make, make someone else beat you. Right? I want to apologize. I just looked it up. The Rams bangers actually did not play this regular season. That's what I thought. So, I was confused yeah. by your first. Uh, someone had, I thought I'd seen that somewhere. But um, maybe maybe you know what I had seen was that that the Rams are still letting elite wide receivers torch them. So that's true. Well, especially because they have two of them. Like Jalen Ramsey is on one side of the field, and I think he said he's going to shadow guard. Um, Jamar Chase for most of the game, so that leads to T. Higgins and yeah. yeah, with all the talk that Jalen Ramsey does, it, it, he has to. This is yeah. leading into my prop bet, which is T. Higgins gets more yards than Jamar Chase That's because a good of bet. the big fact that T. Higgins throughout this postseason he he had like over 100 yards in the uh, finals in the conference finals, so that was really big. And then the fact that Jalen Ramsey is going one on one against Jamar Chase the entire game, I think he's gonna not eliminate Jamar Chase, but he's gonna like damper his ability, and T. Higgins is gonna get the ball more. Could you see this being a Joe Mixon make or break type of game? It could be. I would love that. The man's been disrespected his entire career, especially like fantasy wise. He's had, he's had a really good he's year. He's had a great season. I think these are two like lowest rushing yard teams like in the league, but Joe Mixon has done very he's had well by himself. Great season. I could I could see him popping off, but um So what do you have for My my prop bet, as you guys know, big special teams guy. When I saw this bet, I was, it, I, I once again don't support gambling, but this is free money. Um, the longest field goal is set at forty-seven and a half yards. I take the over on that. Evan McPherson and his big leg, he's gonna, he's gonna hit at least, at least a fifty-yarder. The Throw big question about that. all these games is how like conservative some teams play. Like, are you gonna are you gonna go out there? Are these two conservative run offenses? Or are they gonna like push the envelope? Because the reason you get to the situation from long field goals is the team's not going for it down, but are these t- two coaches going to go for it? I figure Sean early. Ballsy. So should Zach Taylor. Yeah. yeah. I figure early, both teams are going to be trying to get points on the board. Because you saw what happened in the last time the, the Rams were in the Super Bowl, where points yeah. really mattered. You can't you can't just give away possessions. If, if you have two guys that can kick it, Matt Gay and Evan McPherson, you're going to take points. But at, so. the, at the same time, is that uh, you think the Rams are like? Because if I'm the Bengals, I'm aware of how good this Rams defense is. But do yeah. you think the the reverse is true? The Bengals defense hasn't really shown to be a, this terrifying group. I mean, to play if you're if you're the Rams, you just want to put points on the board. Any way you can get them. Obviously, touchdown much better than a field goal, but still, I don't know. Especially in the beginning of the game, I think, like Sean said, the Bengals have gone down early a lot, and the Rams have had a lot of first half leads. Um, but early, I think both teams just need to score, really open it up. Liam, w- walk us through like what. So, what has Evan McPherson done this postseason? That he hit the that uh, makes you so confident in this. What What do you do against the Chiefs? That that game winner against the Chiefs. Game winner. I think he missed, he missed a field goal week five, I believe, and then he had I want to say three game winners that year. Didn't I? Don't think he missed a regular season field goal under fifty yards after that miss. Week five, he's been probably the best kicker this season, um, and I mean the guy's likable. New rookie this year, 
him. The way he carries himself yeah. is just so Yeah, he, he said um he said when they beat the Titans, when he, he had that game, he had the game winning field goal, he said, guys, we're going to AFC championship before he kicked it. So I mean you can't not like the guy. That's oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, I I think that's I think the three that we chose are um good. So yeah, touchbacks. I've got one other one at courtesy of a uh, Will McKee was telling me this the other day that the touchbacks, the first kickoff to result in not a touchback has occurred 18 out of the past 20 Super Bowls. They've ran it out on the first really? kickoff. Because why not? It's the first possession of a Super Bowl. And, and yeah. as you think about it, like, it happens often because teams like want to get momentum, chance for a big kickoff return. Yeah. They want these things. Who's, do we know the, the returners? I don't, I, don't, no, I don't know who's no returning idea. it, but... If it was like someone like Tyreek Hill returning, I, feel like Van it, I think obviously the you're kicking it out of the I think end zone. He does. Well, do, cup, cup returns a good amount too. Do you think? Do you think OBJ? If oh, I were the Rams, oh. would you have OBJ return their first kickoff? Like just go crazy. He, he's done it at the Giants. He used to return every once in a while. I don't know. That's interesting though. So 18 last 20, there hasn't been a touchback. Not to start. Not if to start I was the, the kicking team, I booted out of the end zone. That's yeah, I don't think that's so. really interesting. I don't know. They have. Um, Brandon Powell as their kick and punt returner for the Rams. Rams. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they have. Od- I think Odell Beckham is back there returning this opening kickoff. That's that my that would be wow. awesome. And if if that's the case, I am fearful and I'm kicking it straight. Yeah, I, I'm not letting him. I'm return. not. Oh, yeah. I'm not letting him return. I'm not letting anyone return one. As as <laughs> another OBJ side, this helps true as prop bet. Um, cornerback Eli Apple came out and said today that. He'd like to guard OBJ all game because he knows his old teammates' tendencies and can lock him down. OBJ is going to have three touchdowns and 500 yards today. Lock it in. <laughs> Eli Apple said that? Oh, my God. That guy I can't stand this guy. He's such a bum. He's terrible on the Giants. We got rid of him. He's terrible on the Saints. He's not good on the Bengals either. He had no. one good play. He went tackle yeah. against Tyreek Hill. That was it. Yeah, and then he, he chirped him on social media. Yeah, oh my God. Know your place. Yeah. Some guys. I really, I really hope it would be OBJ Toast. I'd rather yeah. Bengals win, but yeah. OBJ to actually torch Eli yeah, Apple would be fun. Burnt toast. All right, we're going we're gonna to cut to a quick commercial, and then I think afterwards we'll do Super Bowl MVP, um, exciting prop bets, and then we'll get straight into the trade deadline. But for now, uh, make sure the Villanova University Tech crew, they hold their office hours every Friday from 12 noon to 4 p.m. in Tolentine. Uh, 09 Office Hours is open to everyone. Both current VUTC members and students interested in joining are encouraged to drop by. If you're not able to make it to Office Hours but you'd like to discuss something with VUTC or otherwise schedule a training and or meeting, please contact us at contact at VUTC.com. All right, you're listening to 89.1 FM WXVU, Villanova student-run radio, The Roar, Find the Locker Room, Super Bowl MVP. I think we should break it down to if Rams win and Bengals win, we have our respective answers there because it just sounds more fun. So let's say if Rams win, Sean, who do you have? Well, the problem is it's so easy to choose the quarterbacks. Yeah. And I don't feel I like don't choosing the quarterbacks. Can, can we do, like, a non-quarterback? Non-qu- yeah, I like that. I like that. Non- yeah. Non-quarterback. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay, I think if the Rams win, Cooper Cup has an absolute monster game, mm-hmm. and Cooper Cup's the MVP. I like that pick. I think it, once again though, just because Cooper Cup's so bit so like good, that's it. That's a nice easy pick. I'm gonna go, Von Miller. Wow. <laughs> we'll go second Super Bowl MVP. I mean, we might as well see him get a second, but I I still think at the end of the day, quarterback. This is a quarterback award. Oh yeah. I was gonna go D end similarly. Nice. Um, I was thinking about Aaron Donald. Is Aaron Donald D end? 
Well, are you saying he's a, a? I feel like he's like a defensive tackle, tackle typically. Okay. I don't know. Just, just D-line he, he sacks people. That's yeah. what he yeah. is. Um, and so I could see with that weak looking um, Bengals O line. I mean, we we saw what oh, the yeah. Titans did. Sacked him nine times. Sacked Burrow nine times when they played. Um, the Chiefs only had four sacks. Of them. And they had great only second half. Only four sacks the Bengals had a great yeah. second half. But at, at the same time, they throw doubles and even triple teams at Aaron Donald. And I think one of the things that's made them successful this postseason is it allows Vaughn Miller to essentially have one on one coverage and just beat people um so i could honestly see von miller winning it too but i'll go with a defensive lineman for my non-qb if the rams win so what about the Bengals? so you're picking von miller aaron donald uh i'll hop go up on, on the von miller trip. no i'll go aaron donald Von miller's not even gonna get a sack in this game i'll go aaron donald oh that that we have we have something later for that too we have oh, okay. uh what about if the Bengals win sean who's winning non-qb this is more difficult because I don't see anybody other than Joe Burrow winning this award if they win. I can't see any situation. There's one like kind Jamar of Jamar Chase maybe. Yeah, that's the yeah. kind that's the of only other guy I think. Like I, I can't really see T Higgins. Even if I, I think T Higgins have a better game than Jamar Chase, but I don't care if it's T Higgins having a, a good enough game to get that award. I think the only other option is Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon has a great game. That's that's who I'm going to go with. I think I'm going to have to ride Joe Mixon yeah. for non-quarterback. We'll go. We'll both go Joe Mixon. Yeah, because I, I I don't see anywhere else going it. This is a Joe Mixon. Uh, this is kind of like a, a statement game out of him. He's been <laughs> wow. You guys are really on the, a lot on of, the Joe Mixon I hype mean, train. He had a great season. I yeah. love Joe Mixon. Great fantasy players here. Well, this I, I season he's guy. been a great yeah, fantasy. That's my guy. He always gets thrown. Matt to the Stafford. Wayside, no. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, Joe Mixon. All right, I'm not gonna go Joe Mixon. Um, <laughs> Mixy? I don't know. I, I I see it being like like you said. So obviously, like 90 percent, it's gonna be Joe Burrow if they win. Um, I can't really see it be a defensive player, unless like a huge like pick six happens, um, something like that. Uh, McPherson. Has a kicker ever won Super Bowl MVP? I don't think so. We were talking about this the other day. If he hits like five field goals and they win fifteen to fourteen, then you have to absolutely give it to yeah. him. Well, he's have, the only one that scored. And he kicks some long ones. He kicks some long ones. Yeah, some long ones. Any sixty some, yarders, yeah. like fifty yards, and maybe the, the game winner too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the game winner. Absolutely. <laughs> Bearing that doesn't happen. Um, I'm gonna go Jamar Chase. I think the only way Joe Burrow wouldn't win this. If the Bengals win, is if Jamar Chase just like absolutely cooks Jalen Ramsey three touchdowns, hundred yards, hundred twenty yards. This is really fun. How many that, yards does he need to get to get MVP over Joe Burrow? Like, what's the stat line? He what has did he have? Two? Remember that game where he broke the record? What oh was yeah, it? like two, six. If he had three hundred, three hundred something. The problem is, I mean, the QB is the QB is yeah. throwing him the ball. Yeah. Right? So he's stacked up the yards. But so. argument's sake, let's say Over. Joe Joe Burrow yeah. has. 300 yards and three touchdowns, and Jamar Chase has 250 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, you give it to In that situation, you give it to Jamar Chase. It's kind of like a Debo type of thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and like when Edel, we were talking about this the other day, when Julian Edelman won, he won the MVP in uh, versus the Rams. But, and obviously Brady was the one giving him those yards, but he had like most of the yards. Yeah, and yeah. the Pats didn't score besides his touchdown. Yeah, so, so I, it would have to be something like that happening, in my opinion. I agree. All right, so those are our picks. We got if Rams win, Sean's going Cooper Cup. Liam's going Von Miller. I'm going Aaron Donald. If Bengals win, Sean and Liam are going Mixon. I'm going Jamar Chase. Um, let's get into overall popular, exciting prop bets. Um, the one that America just loves, the coin toss at the beginning of the game. Minus 105, minus 105 for heads and tails. Um, 
What are we thinking? This, Tail, I mean, I don't even know like what logic Tails never fails. Tails never fails. It's always heads. Yeah, it yeah, is I'm always heads, heads too. Going heads. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I should mention my gambling uh, story from last Super Bowl, but uh, heads made me a uh, happy man that day. Um, choosing heads for the coin toss. Um, follow up. Will the team that wins the coin toss win the game? And just a little stats, stat for you: twenty-four and thirty-one in Super Bowl history. Have a, have a quick question before then. Go for it. If you were the team and you won the coin toss, what are you deciding? Like, are you getting the ball? Or are you kicking? Are you deferring? What are you doing? Give me the ball. I've always, I, I never like teams that defer. Just cause, I like, especially I in the Super Bowl, the I think you want that ball yeah. right away. You you go out and you score in their first possession. As a Seahawks fan, they've always deferred every time. They deferred, I think, I don't know if it was both Super Bowls, the first Super Bowl. Um, I'll go defer. Okay. Trust in your defense. Okay, I, I think whoever wins the coin toss will win the game. Wow, there you go. I'll, I'll take the opposite of that just for fun. I'll follow the stats. Uh, more <laughs> often than not, they lose the game, so I'll go, um, yeah, I'll go they, they don't. Whoever wins the coin toss does not win the game. Um, Gatorade color. What are we talking about there? So I, I've had two strange, two, I've heard two people explain their their like thoughts about this, and there's two opposite points of view on about this. It's either the most popular Gatorade color of the team is what's going to be poured in their head. So like if the team really likes orange Gatorade, like if their favorite's orange Gatorade, then that's going to be what's poured in the coach's head. Or it's which Gatorade color the team likes the least, because that's the stuff whoa, that hasn't whoa, whoa. been drank yet. Who, who, who's who's gathering this information? Like what I don't the know. team like this I'm, is like the team just like, theoretically. Like people like what's your favorite color Gatorade? So they're asking the... Oh, no, no, no. Right? Just in general, I feel like people like blue Gatorade. And yeah, like, I feel like blue. People don't like orange as much. I personally love orange, but I feel like yeah, orange is I, less I like orange as well. Yeah. Why is clear such a... Uh, it's only like four... It's got the fourth best odds. Well, maybe because they get clear Gatorade on the, on the sideline. Nobody drinks it all game, so that's what we got left over oh. at the end. Because nobody likes clear Gatorade. I'm personally going orange. I'll go orange as well, just because the Bengals are going to win, and then they're going to pour orange Gatorade on the Only couch. twice, actually, in the past 20 years has... The color Gatorade matched the colors of the team that poured it. But has orange ever been in it? Yeah, it has been. But no, no orange team has ever been in the Super Bowl. That's fair. Yeah. But like the uh, Patriots and the Steelers, is that true? Are only no two orange teams. Team is... Well, I mean, it's the Bengals. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. The Bengals and the Browns, right? You can't pour brown Gatorades, right? Ugh. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'll go purple. Just for the fun of purple. it. I'll, like I'll go purple. I like that. Yeah. What was it last year? Are you going to back that up on the prop bet sheets? I might back that up on the prop What was it last year? Was it red? No, because it didn't match the color. Blue? Could have been blue. Ah. Uh, it didn't match the team. Yeah. Only the Steelers and the one Patriots Super Bowl hasn't matched the color of the team. Interesting. Okay, Liam, why don't you... This is this is the one you put oh, in Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought this walk was us a through fun this one. one. So, <laughs> this is a prop bet basically for the Rams defense. Guys named Vaughn. To record a sack, it's minus 160. You have Von Miller and Von Bell. I just thought that was funny. I'm going to I'm gonna go, yeah, that'll hit. Von Miller. You better put, yeah, yeah if you want to. My, uh, my Super Bowl MVP. MVP. <laughs> no, they'll uh, not hit. I, I think it'll hit. I don't know. It, this is a fun one. That's why I put it down there. I, it's kind of stupid, but. How funny would that be if it was Von Bell and yeah. not Von Miller? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is possible, you know. But, yes. Someone named Vaughn will get a sack today. But Vaughn Bell is a safety, correct? Yeah. Okay, so 
you're really riding on Vaughn Miller here, and maybe I don't know how. I, I haven't watched enough uh, Vaughn Bell highlights to see how many times he. Uh, he had a sack against the sacks. Titans this year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he was really good for the Saints, though. Really good for the Saints. Von, Von oh, I forgot about this. This has not happened. Yeah. <laughs> Von Miller does not get on the field enough. He's old. Come People on. overhype him. Sean, it's fun. He does not get a safe. He does not get a sack. I'm surprised it's minus 160. It's, he's really high. That is really it's like favorite. It's two dudes rather than just one. Yeah, but guys named Bond. That's funny. That is funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so Super Bowl MVP speech. I feel like this is one that people talk about a lot. Who is getting thanked first or mentioned by the uh, Super Bowl MVP? And I, I feel like it kind of has to do with who is giving it. Right? It's not like a clear cut. Like everyone always says, teammates first. It is a lot of religion first. But what do you think? The Rams win it, and Matt Stafford gets it. He thinks his family first. I can guarantee you that yeah, one. I'm with wife. you on that. I'm with you his on wife. that. Um, Joe Burrow, I think, thanks his teammates first. And then the city. And then the city, obviously. Yeah. He might think the city first. Yeah. You know, like, Cincy. Messi pulls like a, uh, instead of LeBron oh, James, yeah. 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 Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go city and fans, personally. Wow. I Interesting. Like they have team. Who has, has anyone ever thanked the team owner first? Tom Brady might have thanked uh, Kraft. Oh. Are you serious? God. That was, I mean, you won so many times, you could thank everyone, right? Just he he literally should have just changed it up who he thanked first each time, threw off the betters. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go religion. I feel like it's always like, thank the man above. You know, that, that, that's a very, I feel like it's a very common one. I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. I'll, I'll be boring then. I'll just go. Team and teammates. I mean, it's pretty. It's very boring of you. Bets. These are funny. I like them though. Uh, one other one. National anthem. Oh, oh over. So what always, is what is the, uh, so, the over? What is it? This, right, time? this is where Vegas is like trying to mess with my head because typically the time is around two minutes is what they typically put the over under on. This year it's ninety five seconds. Over. That's. Really? Don't it's really lower. That's a lot lower. <laughs> Just Vegas must know something. It's a country singer this time. I had thrown their okay. things off. But like, Aren't there always people that, like, like insiders that go in while they're typically practicing? Typically, it hasn't been released this year. Really? Because I think it was – was it the same last year as La- what was – Last year was under because they – last year was way under. It's okay. been way under recently. I'm going to go over. 95 seconds. That's a big adjustment for Vegas. I'm feeling under. I'm feeling under. You think they know something? It's a yeah. huge adjustment. Too much time. Is this a uh, a trap? Uh, I know. Right here. Been, they want everyone to choose oh the over. This has been bugging me so much. I've been just trying to like figure out: is it a trap? Are they begging me to take the over? <laughs> this is silly. This is silliness. Trip. So, oh, so what did you say? I said over. Over. Under. under. At least long national anthem. I'll go over. I I, I know it might be a trap bet, but. Uh, 95 seconds is... I, I don't know. That's weird. That's weird. Yeah. So it was two minutes last year? Yeah. Huh. And it hit the under. Hit the under in the two minutes. Vegas knows. All right, let's see. Any other... Um, all right, here's a good one. Cooper Cup, uh, 105 yards, over, under. Over. Over. Mm-hmm. Over. Okay. Um, Jamar Matthew Chase Staff- is, is 80 Staff- and a half. 80 and a half. Jamar Chase, Over. Over. Okay. Matthew Stafford rushing yards five over. and a half. Over. And Joe Burrow. So he needs like run, one run essentially, one first down run. Yeah, I got under on that one. What's oh, Joe what Burrow's? Um, here, I got I got one. Sam Perrine over under four rushing yards. Rams or no, Bengals backup running back. 
think it's P Ryan. P okay. Yeah, I think it's Samaje. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't know how to pronounce it. Sam are the first three letters, so I Sam. Um, he goes by Sam. Under. I don't. I, I mean, how many times is he? Does he like? Is he this? He's the four, second. Four yards. Under. <laughs> Come on! Don't hear. He's the backup man. running back. Sam J. Samaj. J. Uh, I he's, just saw he's, Sam he's on the ESPN like and it just, second string. Yeah. yeah, I'll take that over. <laughs> Four yards. Cooper Cup, point five <laughs> rushing yards. Over. Over. Oh, oh. Will they, will a non QB throw a pass day? Hundred percent yes. Yeah, Odell. Yeah. Throw a touchdown? No, just a pass. Oh, a Completed pass. Oh, touchdown. Yeah. Odds for that got to be high. Yeah, I'll go. I'll I'll take that. Yeah. We'll see OBJ throw one. OBJ to Cooper Cup. That would be crazy. That'd be cool. What about a Philly special? Jamar uh, to T. Uh, Jamar to Burrow. Oh, that'd be fun. Jamar to who? Jamar to Burrow. That'd be interesting. Um, let's see, Mixy left let's see, one. We already did anytime touchdowns. You already said the touchback. Go First on. offensive play of the game. Rush attempt or pass attempt? Pass. Yeah, we'll go pass. Does it depend on who gets the ball? Or are you just no. pass mm-hmm. regardless? Six and a half dogs in commercials over under. Over. Six and a half dogs, like total out of for every commercial. Yeah. Hundred percent over. But like, uh, like actually, if, I don't know. One commercial, like if, if if there's like six dogs, one commercial, like that's just one. What? Commercial. Oh, I didn't. Wait, know wait. That. So that's is that one uh, of the six I need, or is that yeah, already, is that already finished? The no, it's the one of the six. So six commercials that have dogs. Yes. Essentially. Yeah, we'll take the over. Why not? Over. I'll take I'll take I the like, under. I like dogs. I can see four. Four is gonna seem like a lot, but it's it's still not gonna. I like dogs. We'll go over. Does the team score a touchdown on their opening drive? No. No. What about Evan McPherson? Field goal? Uh, field yeah, goal. Evan McPherson field goal. Yes, sir. Um, okay. Opening kickoff return for a touchdown. You wanna know what the odds are for this? Yes is plus five thousand. No is minus a hundred thousand. Wow. What is it? You got about a hundred thousand dollars for. To win 10? To win 100. Yeah. That's, that's nuts. Will there be a two-point conversion attempt? Yes. yes. Will it be successful? No. No. Yes, we'll go We'll go successful. Why not? Will any quarter be scoreless? No. No. Really? You, you'll at least see an Evan McPherson field goal. <laughs> How many field goals for Evan McPherson? Five. No. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go. <laughs> McPherson will hit... We'll set his line at what? It's probably Three one and a half, two and a half. I was gonna say two and a half. We'll we'll set it at yeah, two and a half. I'm taking over. Everybody's favorite safety during the game. Huh? No, there's no safety during the game. No. I got one. For what one. are the odds on that? Uh, yes, it's plus seven fifty. No, is minus twelve hundred. I got one for Liam. Over under, one and a half punts that land inside the ten yard line. Oh. I really like the um. I really like the uh, the Bengals punter. I really okay. like him. Yeah, we'll go. We'll hit the over on that. Special team is going to be a big part of this game. Any onside kicks? Yes. No. They have to be successful or just an attempt. Attempt. Yeah. Why not? Take one. Will the game be tied again after zero zero? Yes. Yes. That, yeah. That's. That's. I feel like it's pretty good. Will the last play of the game be a QB kneel? No. You know, it's actually minus 210 for yes. I would say yes, too. I'd say no, more than likely than not, it does. It's going to end on an Evan McPherson 55 dollars <laughs> <God. laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. I can't really find any other good ones. But th- there are some good ones out there, um, like penalties and, and stuff like that. But any, anything else we want to say about the Super Bowl? Huge day, huge game. Very excited. 
It's going to be awesome. And we're getting great food. Prop bets for the win. Yeah. Go Joey B. Um, all right, we're going to cut to a quick commercial, and then we will get into NBA trade deadline. You're listening to WXVU 89.1 FM, The Roar, Fun in the Locker Room. Stay with us. From the newsroom, this is WXVU News Director Gabriella Rafool with your weekly Mainline News Minute. Unfortunately, a man died after being struck by a vehicle in Delaware County over this past weekend. Springfield police said the man was hit by the vehicle on the 100 block of North State Road Sunday morning. The accident occurred in the southbound lane and emergency responders pronounced the man dead at the scene, while the driver stayed with responders. The man's identity has not been released, however, the Delaware County Crash Investigation Team is looking into it. Anyone who has information on the crash is asked to contact Deputy McNeely at 610-544-5504. In other news, thousands of dollars worth of beauty products were stolen from an Exton store last week. According to West Whiteland Township Police, $10,000 in makeup was stolen from Ulta Beauty in the Fairfield Place Shopping Center on Thursday this past week. Two women are sought in connection with the theft. Anyone who has information on theft is asked to contact Deputy Scott Pesic at 484-875-6021 or spesic at westwhiteland.org. With this week's Mainline News Minute, I'm Gabriella Rafool from the WXVU Newsroom. Is your Play-Doh paper due tomorrow? Need a fresh set of eyes to look over your final draft? Haven't even started yet? You can make an appointment at the Villanova University Writing Center. Located on the second floor of Falvey Memorial Library, the Writing Center is full of professionally trained tutors who assist Villanova students of all majors on their writing assignments, from personal statements to thesis papers, at any stage in the writing process. Hours of operation are Sunday, 3.30 to 7.30, Monday through Thursday, 11.30 to 7.30, and Friday from 11.30 to 3.30. Stop in or call 610-519-4604 to make an appointment today. First, I hold my hands out like they're on a steering wheel. Then I look over my shoulder. One, okay, cool guy. Two, three times. Next, oh, I put it in reverse. Meep, meep, meep. Then I take it up and down, up, up, and down. And that, kiddos, is called the forklift. Dance like a dad. It's a great way to make a moment with your kids. Now that's dancing. Sure beats flossing. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. I want to get back to seeing my grandbabies every Sunday and smothering them with big hugs and kisses. I want to get back to football games with my boys. I want to get back to feeling and touching, connecting with the people around me. I want to get back to family dinners and my grandma's mac and cheese. I want to get back to real grocery shopping, taking my time, walking down every aisle, smelling the tomatoes and melons, Having a free sample or two, or three. COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel. But now, there are vaccines. And they are the first step that let us get back to feeling optimistic about the days ahead of us. It's okay to have questions. Is it safe? Should I get it? Should I wait? Now, get the facts. Learn more at GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision when vaccines are available to you. Brought to Welcome back. You're listening to Fun in the Locker Room, 89.1 FM, WXVU, The Roar, Villanova student-run radio. 
Super Bowl Sunday, we just recapped all of our prop bets, uh, predictions, Super Bowl MVPs, everything like that. Um, if you missed it, if you're just joining us, make sure to check out our YouTube after uh, we're done, and it'll be up there, and you can go back and listen to our predictions. Um, let's move on to equally as exciting. The NBA trade deadline was last Thursday. Um, a lot of moves were made the week prior, but then it started heating up as we got closer to Thursday. And obviously, we, we will address the huge trade. Um, but before we go through a look at all the major trades, we're going to look at favorite trade from the deadline. Let's start with you, Sean. Uh, a little underrated, a little crazy. <laughs> Tory Craig to the Suns. Wow. Um, I like the return to Tory Craig. He's a big part of their postseason run last year, and he just provides more depth. Like, another solid player the Suns can like have on their team, can trust on offense, like, if you have a starting lineup now of Chris Paul, Booker, Bridges, Crowder, Aiden, that's not changing. But you have a, now a, a second lineup of Payne, Shamit, Cameron Johnson, Torrey Craig. Like that's a good mm-hmm. guys you can rotate in and out. Like I don't know, I just love the move from them. I think it gives them more depth, more tra- opportunity in the Suns, top of the Western Conference, and they're expanding their gap, in my opinion. What did they give up for? Jalen Smith. Up, yeah, and a second. oh, Jalen Smith is playing really well. Yeah, but he's a young guy. He yeah. where the Suns are at right now, they need guys yeah. with experience and guys who could do it in the playoffs. And Torrey Craig's done it before. Yes, I don't think it's a bad bad trade just because I know Jalen Smith was was playing well at the, when Aiden was out this season. Mm-hmm. But before this season, everywhere I saw it was just like for for trade. I mean for draft grades like D minus F just because he's su- he was such he's a not play. A, he just didn't play at all yeah. last season because he's just <laughs> such a project and not an NBA ready guy. And that's just like not where the Suns. The direction they were headed in so um yeah get them to the pacers where that they're anything but needing nba ready guys and and they'll take on a project so mm-hmm. underrated i agree sean it was, it was good uh good trade though yeah i think it's a best trade of trade on what do you got liam um big one yeah i i had to go with the big one here and this is on the Sixers side of it i think the sixers going out getting rid of ben simmons and getting james harden is the best the best trade because you look at what was happening in Philly. Joel Embiid's playing like an MVP, and they had a pretty good team. But Ben Simmons once again still found ways to make headlines, even though he hasn't touched the court this season. They go out, they get a former MVP in James Harden, arguably top ten player in the NBA. When he's on, he's probably top five. Um, that pick and roll is going to be unguardable between them. And you have two guys on the court that can give you 40 like it's nothing. It's going to be crazy. The only problem is with this trade, they gave up two, what was it, two picks. I mean, the picks don't really matter, but they gave up Seth Curry, who's been a huge part of their success um, recently, shooting ability. But you look at this team, they still got Thibault. They still got Danny Green. They did give away Andre Drummond, which, I mean, you haven't beat, so it doesn't really matter much. But you still have Maxi. So this team is... Sixers are going to be good, and I don't know how people are going to stop them. What's your expectations for them? Let's see. Let's take a look at the standings right now. It's their fifth. Fifth in the East, 2.5 games out of first. I mean, it's them, the Bucks, and when the Nets are healthy, it's those three teams for me. Are the Sixers the the favorite in the East? To come out of the Eastern Conference? Yeah, I'd say right now, yeah. Just because the Nets aren't healthy. You'd mention the Bulls out of curiosity. 
you don't think yeah. the Bulls, you know? I, I'd take the Bucks over the Bulls right now. And I think I think right now I'm so going to Sixers, Sixers, Bucks, Nets, Bulls. But the Sixers just have Nets team. healthy, healthy. That's if the Nets are healthy. Yeah, but I just can't see. I mean, Chicago doesn't have that ex, that playoff experience. They're young. And then the 76ers, I mean, they've been waiting for this window for so long. And they missed the first James Harden ship last time. They actually capitalized on it. And they got rid of Ben Simmons. They did everything they needed to. This is their championship window. And, I mean, if the Nets never get healthy, I think they're the favorite in the East. What do you think, Sean? <sighs> Stick with the Sixers for this. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. Nets. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I don't think they became a better, better regular season team because I think in the regular season, you don't need that second starter to do well. I think they're going to stay around a five seed probably. James Harden and Joel will be going to need time to gel together. I just – James Harden is such a diva. I don't I don't like James Harden. Where is he going to be next year? He uh, um, Actually, he picked up his option after the trade. Oh, yeah. I was, had, had that work out for last time. He said he was going to resign to Brooklyn. Like, uh, we have another fourth team in three years for him. Like, I don't know. It's just – it's so incredibly frustrating with this guy. You just nothing can make him happy. Nothing can make him happy. Um, what about like okay, so yeah, basketball, the best flies, yeah. but I don't see. He, I don't think he's a winner. He's not. He's, not, he's not a winner. He's proven not winner. But. Yeah, and I I just don't see the Sixers being the Bucks, being the new built, newly built Nets, and I think even the Heat could give them a run for their money, like. I I don't think the six. So, I think you, the Sixers, so you don't like this trade? That the no, Sixers I do made. like this trade because that's all they could do. But I still don't think the Sixers' ceiling is that high. The ceiling, wait, the ceiling is incredibly high. I don't think they'll reach their ceiling. I don't think they go to the. I don't think they come out of the Eastern Conference at all. They're not going to the finals. Okay, I'm gonna unpack everything that you. Okay, so addressing what you said, I agree. The haul that they had to give up for James Harden was. Not bad at all, considering how low Ben Simmons' trade value is at the moment. Yes, Seth Curry was probably one of your essential players on this Sixers team at the moment. But you don't give up Thibel. You don't give up Maxi. I actually disagree. I think the Andre Drummond, because he was having a good year. And even though you have Embiid, Embiid is, is made of glass. And so having Andre Drummond come in and be a starter for those for that potential rainy day situation... Um, I think was huge. I don't know if they're going to address the buyout market or whatever to get a backup center. Um, but at the same time, if you had told me a week after Ben Simmons passes up a layup in the Eastern Conference semis, whatever series it was versus the Hawks, and that they were still going to get James Harden for Ben Simmons, I would have said you're crazy. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they pulled this off, yes, they'd have thrown two first and Seth Curry. but And Drummond. And Drummond, but wholeheartedly, you had a player that was not playing basketball for you, and you got James Harden. So the way I look at it is you essentially traded Seth Curry and two firsts and Andre Drummond for James Harden. Like, I know that's not actually what it is, but I think we had to assume Ben Simmons was never yeah, going to play another game. Playing. He was never going to play another game for the Sixers. Collecting dust. And not doing we anything. were seeing reports that they couldn't even get, like, Simmons for CJ. Like the the Sixers were asking so much, and the Blazers were like turning down. We're not even gonna give you CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons. So to actually get James Harden and and timing, this is all honestly a lot of luck that James Harden wanted to get out of Philly happened now, and not like I mean wanted to get out of 
Brooklyn happen now and not like after the trade deadline. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I see this as a dub. I don't think... I think it's too early to say that they're going to win the East because we haven't seen these two guys play together before. Um, James Harden does very well when he's by himself. Um, you know, Rockets Harden was great, and he's a great regular season team, but we all agree he's a proven loser um, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That being said, ceiling is high. I don't know if they're making it out of the East. Maybe if next year you uh, find a Seth Curry replacement, you make it out of the East. But if Danny Green still. Still got Teddy Green. But I all that being said, massive W for the Sixers. Yes. Massive yes. W. They did what they needed to do. They got rid of Ben Simmons and they got Harden back, which Absolutely. was I agree Im- impossible. Yeah. Everyone thought it was impossible and they did it. Massive dub. Okay, so before we get to the we'll get to the net side of it. Um let's let's address the so so my favorite trade from the deadline was uh, Tyrese Halliburton to the to the Indiana Pacers, which was one of the first trades that happened in the, uh, before the deadline. I think we can all agree the Kings, I don't know what they're doing, and we can talk about that at some point, but Tyrese Halliburton is going to be a star someday. Um, I think he was a great piece for the Kings, and you had to blow up this team anyways. You got Sabonis, you have, uh, just, I don't even know if Malcolm, like I don't even know what's still on that team, Malcolm Brogdon, Karis LeVert was, um, that team was going nowhere. To get basically a swapping a someone you thought was going to be a franchise player in the Paul George trade to someone now that is younger and you can now definitively re- build around. He's in a second year. I think this is a massive W for the for uh, the Pacers, trying to get off that Sabonis contract because you're they were kind of in NBA purgatory. You got way too much talent. Um, to just be committed to the tank. They just sucked that much that it looked like they were committed to a tank. They were horrible. Um, but, you, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with Miles Turner, but I think this is a W for the Pacers to get Tyrese Halliburton. I, don't, I was not expecting that much of a return for Sabonis, who is now approaching, what, 20, mid, mid to late 20s. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I like this trade a lot. I totally agree with you. Um, the Pacers this season, they were just, they're horrible. Horrible team with Sabonis. They should not be a. Tr- are they? They're the 13 seed in the East. I mean, with the talent on the roster, Rick Carlisle as your head coach, they shouldn't. That shouldn't happen, especially with how close the East is this year. The fact that they were able to get a rising star like Halliburton get get rid of Sabonis and start this rebuild, I really like it. Because we talked about this time and time again, where teams that are just mediocre. They, they sit in the either now the play-in bubble or a little below. There's no – what's the point? You're not winning. You're not doing anything. The best you do is you make a playoff appearance. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, and, and, and that's kind of why I, w- I was confused when they introduced the play-in bubble because it kind of, in a way, rewards teams that just stay in that purgatory. Like, when you're the 10 seed, you, you shouldn't really – You shouldn't be happy about it. You shouldn't be happy about the 10 seed at all, but – this play-in game gives you hope, and I get, I get, it's probably a big business strategy, a market strategy, um, but I, I, I don't know. The, the Pacers had to make a decision. They've been bad this year, um, I and I mean, so Rick Carlisle used to coach, coach the Mavs. Do you think any of this is his fault, or is it just the the roster? New coach, um, I guess, roster that's dealt with a lot of injuries, a lot of COVID stuff this year. I mean. <sighs> 
I, this is just, it's a whole, it's a really weird situation in general because the team really underperformed this year. And I, I don't know. I mean, Indiana, I guess you got you to gotta give them props, though. They're trying to rebuild now. It's pretty, pretty obvious. They got rid of Karras. They got a guy that they can build around in Halliburton who's been playing really well this season. But on the flip side, if you look at the Kings, right now they're the 12 seed in the West, or the 13 seed in the West. Realistically, they're fighting for a 10 seed. That's, that is their ceiling right now, looking at the standings. So it doesn't really make sense for them to trade away their young guy and take on a guy with a big contract who has really underperformed this season. And I I really don't understand the trade yeah, for the team side at all. I don't understand how, and I don't know like what the negotiations were like, but you, you're you trying to get rid of Bagley because Bagley said he's, he's been unhappy for a while. I don't understand the Davion Mitchell draft at all because he's a six-foot guard, a defensive guard, and you have your 6'3 starting guard, De'Aaron Fox, who, you know, you could argue is becoming the face of this franchise or whatever. Um, and then you had Buddy Heald. So, yes, getting rid of Buddy Heald, that was kind of inevitable, but why could you not? I would even, I'd be willing to attach Bagley and Davion instead of Tyrese because yeah. now you have Bagley won't start because you have Sabonis. I'm not putting Bagley at the five. You have Holmes, too. Yes. Sean Holmes. And yeah. now Davion Mitchell still, you can't, like, yes, you freed up a spot at the two, but I'm not putting Davion Mitchell my, at my point guard position and then De'Aaron Fox at the no. two. That just doesn't make any sense. So I, I don't really get why they did this. It, I mean, poor Sacramento. Their front <laughs> office has been so bad for years. Who is it? Is it Vlade? No, he's out. I <sighs> thought it was, but he's out. Okay, well, it, I mean, it doesn't matter because they're still making – bonehead moves uh, the poor Kings if there are any Kings fans out there which I it's all three of you guys out there in the world I'm, I'm sorry it, that's a hard knock hard knock life but good for the Pacers embracing the rebuild I like it they're not trying to be in purgatory anymore which is good Sean what do you think about the, the Halliburton trade yeah I, uh, the Kings you can get a 10 seed I don't know it doesn't excite me either way. I don't see the point of it. The Pacers lineup's also not that great. I think these are just both two average teams trying to do average moves, doing absolutely nothing. Trying to just change. It means absolutely nothing for the sake of change. I, it's we, we've spent too much time talking about a meaningless yeah, trade already. I agree. Uh, before we get to the <laughs> net side of the Harden trade, let's go through the worst trades from the deadline. Sean, I'll start with you. Okay, worst trade from the deadline. I don't like the Bucks trade away Divincenzo for Ibaka. I just don't understand from the Bucks' point of view. Like, Divic has played really well this year. He's been a key starter for them both years. Like, good shooting, good ability against the paint. Like, and Ibaka's old. I really just don't see it. I don't understand either. Ibaka was in the G League like two yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> and they're trading away major players for yeah. Ibaka. I also don't like the trade, but I understand why they did it because, um, what's the name? Brooke Lopez was having a horrendous year for the Bucks so far. Um, and so I, I don't is I don't know if Abaka's supposed to come in and start right away. Um, it gives you more defense. You sacrifice a little bit of shooting that Brook Lopez had, but if Brook Lopez isn't playing good, then um, I guess you had to make a change. But I also agree I don't like giving away Divincenzo. I don't know who starts at the two. It's gonna um, be Grayson Allen now. Who's having a good year? Yeah, it's Grayson Allen. Unfortunately, but yeah, no bueno. Liam, what do you have? Um, this one hit kind of close to home, but 
I never thought I'd be upset about saying this, but the Mavs trading away Chris Apps Porzingis, just for what they got in return, it didn't make any sense. I mean, they got rid of his contract, which is great, but they took on Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans, who Dinwiddie is just a worse version of Brunson right now. And Bertans is just, he's going to sit in the corner and shoot threes. I don't get how... All I know is Jeremy Grant wanted out of Detroit. Oh, yeah. I don't know why they didn't go for him. I don't... It doesn't make any sense to me. Because that, that's the type of player you need alongside Luka. And... I don't understand I don't know. at all. Well, I, we'll see. I, I, mean, I think the biggest thing I saw... They did move on from the contract, though, which opens them up for free agency this season, I guess. Or he, this upcoming. Only reason I saw is people think Jalen Brunson is not coming back to the Mavs because he's going to be a bare contract they're willing to give. And this is a cheap... Not cheap, but like an easy Jalen Brunson replacement. But yeah. I don't understand what the starting lineup is. It doesn't make is. any sense. Can you explain the starting lineup? Like, is Luka playing at the three? Are you having Brunson or Dinwiddie come off the bench? Like, you you replaced a starter with literally a bench player. The so big, I don't understand where you're going The big issue this. for the Mavs this season was Tim Hardaway not playing well. And he hasn't been starting. So Is Luka I, playing at the three? I guess. I mean, <laughs> he takes the ball up the whole game anyway. Oh, yeah. So, but... It just this just really didn't make much sense. They didn't get anything in return, in my opinion. Anything valuable, at least. Yeah, I think this trade was a, a big question mark. I understand wanting to move away from Porzingis and getting off that contract just because he's been a shell of his New York self. Um, and clearly the Luka-KP pairing wasn't like bringing you to the heights you thought it was. It, it was going to bring you to. But at the same time, I think, like, I see why they made this from a theoretical perspective, but the I think the execution was terrible. You need more ball handlers, right? Luca, or you need more people that can create their own shots, create more offense because Luca's doing everything around Luca. So yeah. I understand, like going out and getting okay a guard, even though you, you might be stacked at the guard position, a guard that can create for their own. But Spencer Dinwiddie is a a bad return for that. Uh, Davis Bertans, for the last I mean, two years, has been shooting terribly, and that's really all he was supposed to do was come in and shoot. And it, it's not even that much financial flexibility. Dinwiddie's in the first year of a three-year, $54 million contract. Yeah, it's a huge contract. Yeah. So, but, I mean, it's, I, they, they did it, I think, to get rid of the Porzingis contract. Maybe free... The Mavs have got to do something soon to keep Luka happy because obviously Porzingis wasn't working out. I, I just don't get why how there was nothing for him. I can see that this is like maybe a bench bolstering move like maybe the front office is looking like hey we get outscored horrendously when Luca's yeah that is off true. the floor and so maybe like, we didn't even maybe we we're trying to get rid of KP anyways and we bring in Dinwiddie and we don't even intend for him to start we just want that bench so you can still do a Luca Brunson starting backcourt but now on your bench you've got Dinwiddie you got Tim Hardaway you have um now you have Bertans who you know bare minimum he can space the floor. Even if he's not shooting well, you still got to respect it just because that's what he's, no. his reputation Another is. Another thing, too, the Mavs don't have their picks. They, they're they still giving their picks away to the Knicks. Yeah. Oh, for that trade. Yeah. So maybe getting a first so, back would have been nice. Yeah, they didn't get any picks back. The starting lineup, like... Yeah, it's, Luka, it's literally Luka. Jalen Brunson, Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Maxi Kleber, and you got Dwight Powell, Davis Burton, Josh Green, and Spencer Dimity coming to the bench. Like, wow. 
Frankie and Akina back in. Oh my god, that, see, I don't understand. Yeah, that right. At all. It doesn't. It they doesn't got way make worse. any sense. They, they got did. way worse. They did. The Mavericks lost the trade deadline. Hundred, hundred percent. I mean, they just didn't that was get anything. Later, but I, yeah. How, I I would be willing to throw in Zingus. I throw in. Because I don't even know how we could even get looking at what just happened. The fact that I was even thinking that we could get Jeremy Grant is is obviously just so unrealistic. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't even know what to say. I don't want. This is just a bad bad trade. Okay, before we get into the Nets uh, side of the Harden trade, my worst trade from the deadline, just because I thought it was a big question mark, is CJ to the Pelicans. Um, I understand the Blazers, so I, I I don't know what the Blazers are trying to do. I thought when I saw this trade, I thought it was the inevitable. The we get rid of Dame, we start over, we build around Anthony Simmons and Simons and whatever pick we get. But now that they're saying they want to build around Dame again, and so they're freeing up cap space by getting the CJ um, contract. But I mean, the return was was pretty mediocre. I thought it was supposed to be like a based around Nikhil Alexander Walker and Josh Hart, and then they go trade Nikhil Alexander Walker for. For Joe Ingles and and Sean's theory is Joe Ingles isn't going to even stay there, so it's really I don't understand. I I have a reasoning. I also don't get it from the Pelicans' perspective. It makes too. sense for me from the Blazers' point of view because Dame's out the rest of the year because of injury. Mm-hmm. Dame's not coming back. Oh, so you think they're going to do like try and do like a Warriors type of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Imagine this lineup yeah, next year. They, they tank. They get a low draft pick. You now have calf space to f- sign a sign elite someone. free agent. You have Dame Simons. An elite free agent, and Chet or whoever like a top what pick is this year. What elite free agent though? Yeah, that's the nobody wants, no to wants to go to Portland. Go to Portland because they've shown time when, and time again. But when you stink. have that lineup, you have those guys in place. Like I feel like Dave could go recruit somebody. I don't know what the free agent market is. I I have no well, idea. Well, now now Harden's not on it anymore because he picked up his option. So you're one less. And, and would you want to pair Dame and Harden anyway? No. Free agents of 2022. I the headliner, see. Russ Westbrook. Oh boy, that's well, great. That's not happening. I think he's got a team option. He's probably gonna. John Wall, Bradley Beal's a free agent. Gary Irving, but there's Gary Harris, Iguodala. Are there any big guys or no? Levine, but he's got bird rights. He's not. He's, he's not, not leaving. leaving. So I'm saying, I this this is Joe goes. This just reminds me of when the Knicks cleared all that cap space to try and go get Durant and Kyrie, and then they end up with. With well, none, we've, because we've nobody wanted to go this. to that yeah. front office. We've talked about this forever. The Blazers should have done this move three, four years ago. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a little late now. Dame's Dame's hurt. What if he doesn't come back from his injury? As, he as he Dame wasn't having a good season, he was, anyways. He was having a horrible season. So his value, as weird as it is to say, <laughs> is only going down. Yeah, uh, I didn't get that. Not a big. We're not a big Blazers. We're not big Blazers fans over here. And anymore. and before we get on to the Nets trade, just. Quickly, I don't get it for the Pelicans because CJ is like thirty, and Zion and Brandon Ingram are very young. Like, and the Pelicans always underperform. It's an odd it's trio weird. to. Uh, I think they're get a talented it. trio when they're healthy. Sure, yeah, um, but if Zion Zion may never be healthy again, that's <laughs> a, that's going to be an issue. Do you think Zion ever plays again? Like, yes, like yes, up yeah. to his okay. level, up to his oh, level again. I, you mean just play? Or? When was the last time he's played? Last season, I guess. Did did he play much last season? Did he even play at all last season? Yeah, I I literally I can't see Zion. I'm gonna. This would be a hot take. This is a big thing for you to say too, Sean. I know. I love Zion, Zion, but I don't think Zion plays more than 82 games in his entire career. Wow. Season from this from this point on. From this point on. No. From where? How many games did he play in his career? He's played 85. 
don't really know why. <laughs> he played 24 <laughs> his rookie year and then 61 and was an all-star last year. Oh, he played well last year. Interesting. He, he had 27, uh, 27, 7, 3 on... Um, I remember 61% shooter. Okay. Like he was, he was being very productive. Now, he, now he's just fat. Yeah, I don't know. Pelicans, once again, another team that's just Gavner Lee's always get out of the form. cooking. They stink. Go to somewhere with bad cooking. Not I mean, I want to see him succeed. I don't like. I'm not. I don't think anyone's rooting against him. And he had a great, very quiet. I don't think anyone really talked about how he was averaging 27 last year. He had a great season. Like last year. absurd. And and now, I, I don't know. His play style just doesn't scream longevity to me because someone with that much sucks. mass to yeah. get that much high it's only like that that it's high in the air time, is right? is only gonna like cause issues like like scientifically that should not be possible That's why it's scary watching jaw too because he just yeah. he does everything and these young guys are so athletic but yeah but the uh, thing about zion is he's like he's like 250 yeah. 275 well, he's 300 right now yeah, <laughs> yeah. Scary. He's Cleo Max size playing basketball. Exactly. It's, it's really just, it's, it's not weird. Conducive for yeah. success. But. Yeah. Okay, let's so let's get on to the other side of the huge trade. Sean, what are we thinking if we're a Nets fan? Oh my god. I am not a Nets fan. Nobody in New York is a Nets fan. But I love the move from the Nets mm-hmm. point of view. Mm-hmm. This lineup now, when healthy, of Kyrie, Seth Curry, Kevin Durant. Play Ben Simmons at the five you want. Ben Simmons' best, oh, yeah. his best career, him at his best point in his career was playing at the five or the four or the four or the yeah. five. Like, yeah. oh my God, he's but, such a great ball player. If he, if we have no idea how healthy he is, what shape he's in, what basketball mindset he's in, when he's even gonna play his first game in the Brooklyn Nets uniform. But if he does and he comes back healthy and even close to the, the player he was back in his rookie of the year season. <laughs> <laughs> The Nets can be a very dangerous team, and I see them. They got depth now. They have more of a depth. They have Patty Mills is having a great year. Seth Curry's good. Drummond, big steal, great center position for them with Claxton. And if Kyrie can start, because I know New York City is dropping them, the um, vaccine mandate soon, so if Kyrie can start playing games That'd be huge. in Brooklyn, this team's very scary. I think this team, in my opinion, is still the favorite coming out of the East. So let's say... Let's say Kyrie's a, a full-time player because it sounds like he's going to become a full-time player soon. Do you think this current squad is beating or is reaching heights that Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant couldn't reach? Well, what heights did they? They played 17 games together. Yeah, there was no heights with them together. They were one game. I mean, I, I guess you look at the height. They were 13-3 and three in the games two, they played they were, together. That was, yeah, that's amazing. They, they, they won't get to that point again, but that point never really happened. I fair. mean, they were, fair. yeah, because they never played together. In the playoffs, they were one point. They yeah. were one toe away, and that was without Kyrie. Yeah, and Harden was was so obviously yeah. shell of himself out of exactly. Shape. Yeah, I know you said biggest what if ever. This yeah. probably is. Yes, this is my my take that the uh, Kyrie Harden Durant and feel free to argue, Sean. <laughs> the Kyrie Harden Durant trio replaces the Russ Harden-Durant trio yes. as the biggest what-if yeah. of NBA history. I'd say yes. Because all in their primes, right, and they were 13-3 and three together. They played 16 games together. It's pathetic. What it if really it's harder? Is. Because we only had a year of a what-if. That makes any sense. A year of what? A year of the what-if. Like, they were only together practically for one year. The Thunder were together for a lot longer 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we so I I we they, saw. I know. I think they're bigger than what if because they weren't in their primes yet. I think the the, the Nets we saw what they could have been. Yeah, I think the Thunder didn't do more it. of a what if because we don't really know what if. We we know we know what the Nets could have been if they but, were all played so healthy. My my argument also kind of stems around James Harden never becomes the player he is if he stays on a Thunder, and now you have him like as the player he is now mm-hmm. with Durant and Kyrie on their primes. Kyrie. Proven winner. I mean, he's he has won a ring, whether it be with LeBron or you know whatever. He has won a ring regardless. He's hit big time shots. I'm, it's possible. I'm saying that is the fact that they went like 13 and three together. Imagine if they they run it back. Like I don't know what happens. This why playoffs, isn't Hard? I don't understand why Hard Harden's a diva. But like, I, no, no. Here's what I'm saying. Just imagine the start of next season. There's no vax mandate. Kevin Durant's healthy. James Harden's healthy. Let's just imagine. Oh that. yeah. There's a huge what if there. Huge what if. Huge what if. Definitely I, sign some free agents, make that depth better. That I don't understand. I don't. But I think the fact that he's a fool. And I, I, the other part of my argument was that it was only 16 games we saw the other. Like we saw what Russ yeah. Harden Durant. So were. I know, what but if, they were yeah. just so close. Like so close. Yeah. Three well, one. But we didn't even like yeah. we. It's kind of sad that we didn't even give this. Nets team like they weren't even given a chance to be all healthy together in the playoffs. James, I, like I'm like what wanna, they could create damage in the in the playoffs this this they, year. And they did last year, but what is James Harden's goal in life? Away. Does he want to win a national a title? Because I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. That's not a question for me. I I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I do not understand him. Maybe part of him wants to be the man again and not and go to the team with the MVP favorite. Like yeah, but you're not the man in, in Philly. He wasn't going to be the man behind Durant. And then Kyrie's there. Well, this season, if if he was gonna buck up and do something, they were on an eleven game losing streak. This is Durant's hurt. Now is hurt. Now yeah. is your time to step up. Yeah. And now I hate to say it, if Kevin Durant doesn't come back, if Ben Simmons doesn't figure that out, the Nets might be too far out of the playoff picture when when they are healthy to even get back in. No, they're they're making the playoffs. Dude, they they've lost their last eleven games. They're only they're seven and a half out of first. They're only two and a half from missing the playoffs, missing the play in. No, excuse they're, me. They're, they're fine. I, so, I'm not worried about missing the So what's what's the fit? I think the key detail here is what is the fit Harden, with Harden, Simmons Harden. around Kyrie and Durant? Playmaker. Playmaker. And think about that transition offense. If if Simmons is at the five, they're just gonna run teams off the court. They hit. He'll Seth just Curry, drive to the three. Yeah. Corner three. Kyrie, Joe Harris, corner three. three. Yeah, it's gonna, Patty Mills, corner it's three. It's going to be unbelievable. We're going to see this team just outpace people and, and outscore no, them. It's there's gonna, no big guy like yeah. like Philly that's taking up space for Ben Simmons to operate. Because Ben Simmons can play defense. He can play defense one yeah. through five. Durant can guard. Durant's very underrated defender. Kyrie's eh. But, I mean, they're just going to just they're gonna destroy teams. If ben Simmons is healthy and can play. Yeah. I don't know where his mental health is, but... Is Ben Simmons... Your second ball handler on this team, or your third? I think it's a weird. I don't. Anyone can. I don't think NBA is just ball handlers. No. Yeah, I guess that wasn't, that wasn't the not best anymore. way to put it. But who's your like main creator? Option? He's not main a creator. It's it, it's weird to like. It's the weird the idea of having him as your third option because he can't play off ball. He just he needs the ball in his hands. But right? you could be the third option still the ball in your hands a bunch. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Think about though they they come down with a rebound outlet. Yep. They've already scored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I totally like think that it was a good return in theory on paper, but it's just a I I'm not ready to to say this was a 
an A plus move for the Nets because it's just a huge question mark in my mind on how these three yeah, play together. Yeah, Ben Simmons can come back and never be even close to what he. It's was honestly before. like such a, like the Harden, Kyrie Durant was like that's a lot of ball handlers, but this is like such an equally weird but so different problem, be or not problem but um question because. It's not like the same question of if Harden's another guard that's a ball handler. Now you have Ben Simmons who is a non-shooter who kind of needs the ball in his hands to be effective. Like it's a very different question, but it's at the same time it's 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 kind of equally similar. But if that the makes defense sense. as well. Yeah. Harden yeah. did not play but, defense. Yeah, ben Simmons true. could is like when when he's up to whatever standard he is, defense player of the year candidate for sure. Um <laughs> I think Ben Simmons comes in energized. I hope. I really hope he does because yeah. he's been – I know we've been giving him a lot of crap, but, like, the mental health aspect, you never know what athletes are going through. I mean, they're getting paid millions of dollars to play a game, but still, people struggle with that type of stuff. I hope he comes in and, and – I want to see the – they're an 11-game losing streak right now. They got to they gotta do something quick. I hope he comes in and, and goes back to his defensive player of the year that candidate would be, itself. Rookie of the nice. year. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> rookie of the year. Rookie of his he third went, year. As Richard was joking about, he had a great season that year. Like, yeah, he did. If he yeah. could play anywhere near that to this level. Like. But now you look at fit, too. Him with Kyrie and Durant, I think it's a much better fit than him with Embiid. Yeah, I agree. It's spacing. It's, it's spacing. Gonna, it's, they're going to be an issue. All about spacing. If they're, if they're healthy. If they're healthy. So, okay, we've talked about a lot on who's won the deadline. Who has lost the deadline? Can I mention the team how I won the deadline? Go for place? it. Yeah, well, I guess we haven't really talked about them. Go Just for it. Just quickly. Um, I think they did a really good job of clearing cap space, big thing, getting under the luxury tax to be able to Who sign guys to the future Celtics. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Derek White is a good acquisition for us because the fact that our starting lineup this entire season has been Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, J- Jason Tatum, and Al Horford and Ron Williams starting. We have two basically centers starting, which isn't conclusive to play in the NBA nowadays. But you bring Derek White in there, you move everybody down a little bit, take Horford out, Horford come off the bench. I think he gives us a better playmaker, a better scorer. How tall is Derek White? He's not that tall. He's short. He's a point guard. But Marcus Smart's just a good defender, so it helps alleviate these issues. So, I don't know, I think it's a big trade for this. A little under-talked under about because they also got rid of um, Cantor and or so his freedom. And, what was the actual trade? For Derek White? Yeah. Um, Schroeder? Somebody, I, think. I know. So it's Derek, Derek White for, for Richardson. Derek White for Josh Richardson, Romeo Langford. Yeah. Protected first and the rights to swap first in 2028. Yeah. Not too much. I mean, you're not giving up. Any, in terms of players, you're not giving yeah, anything Yeah, and then we gave rid of Schroeder, Freedom, and Bruno. Fernando. For Tice. Tice again. We also gave rid of... There's a bull bull trade we got rid of for Tice behind Robert Williams is pretty good. Yeah, and we got trade away bull bull and PG Dozier for a second round draft. A lot of quiet moves for the Celtics. I do like that the Celtics are making these moves though, because they've very much underperformed this season. But East they, they is wide to play open. a little better now. They yeah. started. No, they, they've been playing yeah. really a lot better. Yeah, shout their out. Defense is really good. Yeah. Shout, yeah, ex- that's where I was going. Shout out Alex Denemy. He uh, pointed out the other day that the Celtics have the best uh, defensive rating in basketball. So right. adding Derek White only bolsters. And they're that. on a seven-game win streak right now. Yeah. But still, I mean, and as how close the East has been. If you look at the top six seeds at the beginning of the season, you would have thought the Celtics would be in there for sure. And I mean, they're five games out of out of first, which is not bad at all. But Still underperform this season, but these moves will definitely help them. They can compete in I think they could get to that six seed possibly. I, easily, easily. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. There's gonna be a lot of movement between these teams in the East. 
All right, so who lost the deadline? The Mavericks. Yeah, that. But we talked about it earlier, so we don't have to get more into that. The Lakers by the not Lakers. making a move. The Lakers, no moves. Yeah, that. Rob Polinka was at Disneyland during the deadline, apparently. It's just stupid. Big you, shout out to they, LeBron James. We kept the same energy. You look they, at their they roster. Said, they said oh. they're going with the buyout market. You want more old guys? Yeah, more old guys. <laughs> I know. What, what are you going to go get Goran Dragic when he gets bought out? Like, I want him on the Mavs. I, I don't understand oh. the Lakers. LeBron, again. Stupid. Came out and said, I'm going to say, it came out and said in the offseason that we were all making fun of him for an old team and injuries, and he goes, keep that same energy in the regular season when – we're winning games, and what have you done, LeBron? You have not proved us wrong. Absolutely, you've proved us completely correct. The Mavs are a bunch of Lakers, a bunch of old guys who just are past their prime and can't compete right now. And I'm not sure what happens to Anthony Davis. Like, where is this guy gone? He's soft. He's great defensively. He's soft. That's it. But I don't understand. This is supposed to be the transition year almost. His ability to dominate a game is gone. But he, they talked about but defensively. He is. He's still very good. LeBron's talked about transitioning his team from LeBron to AD and having AD develop as that player. And it's just not Rudy panned is not out at that all. Guy. He plays like a five foot eleven shooting guard. Yeah, it's pathetic. <laughs> I don't know where the AD from uh, the year they yeah. won went, but AD from the Pelicans, he was averaging like thirty two or whatever yeah, it was, something like that. I don't oh. know where that guy went. Um, so my my losers are Lakers, and I'm gonna go with Bradley Beal as well. Um, <laughs> They're not getting out of Washington yet. Yeah, well, <laughs> I so. The those pieces that they're like, yeah, we're really excited to get this new supporting cast around Bradley Beal. <laughs> <They're> all gone. <laughs> well, now you're the 10 seed, and now Dinwiddie's gone, Montrez Harrell's gone. So you just end up back at square one, yeah. and Bradley Beal's only getting older. Like, just choose. They gotta choose a direction. You've tried now. Like as soon as John Wall became an, an, a non-factor with his injury, you tried to pair him with with Russ, and that didn't work. You tried to pair him with a better supporting cast, and that didn't work. When is it time to like hit hit the button? Like, yeah, we failed. We made a mis- Like, we 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 can't do anything anymore. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, once again, they should like the Blazers. They should have done this a while ago. I think there's no reason for teams to be stuck in mediocrity. Got to do something. And <laughs> Wizards stink. There's a lot of mediocre yeah. franchises in the NBA, and it's kind of sad. They got to do what the Suns did. Got to do what the Bucks did. And just you have to accept being bad, and you just have to build. You really have to build. Which sucks about the NBA. You don't. It does not ruin mediocrity at no. all. Because and you can't build it all in losing. one swoop either. Like like what the, like what the Wizards tried to do this year with with getting him a supporting cast. They tried to fix all their problems in one year. It's just not going to happen. It's sad. It's tough, especially when. Oh, and then you lose uh, Davis Bertans was was a big part of that cast. I, I, I don't know. They haven't been drafting well. I like that that guy from Israel, Denny Avdia, didn't really turn <laughs> out to anything. Rui Hashimura is a good player, but hurt. You know, hurt. Um, Daniel Gafford. Daniel uh, G- I like Gafford, though. Thomas I, I Bryant like Gafford. hurt. Thomas Bryant. Um, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's, yeah, it's just underperforming. And they have Zingas. Yeah, yeah, they got Porzingis. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Huge long Bradley Beal and Porzingis. Maybe this is the duo. The pick and roll that everybody wanted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Any James other? Harden, Joel Embiid, move over. We have <laughs> Beal and Zingas. Any in other DC. Uh, trades before oh, we Car- close Karis. out? Karis. Karis. Okay, yeah. yeah. Big acquisition for the for the Cavs, who. Didn't really, you're high on the Cavs. Yeah, they didn't obviously. really lose any. I mean, Ricky Rubio's been hurt. They lost the first round pick in two seconds, but the Not Cavs don't need picks right now. So 
This was a great trade. They got a guy that can just flat out score. Yeah, you could honestly start Karras with um, Garland. Garland's been playing out of his mind. All star. We've yeah, we've just ta- we've talked about it for so long. Yeah. Like this this team is really coming together, and now you add Karras Levert, yeah. even if he's your six man. That's imagine, a great six man. Imagine if the now. Cavs had a guy like 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 LeBron James right now. How how crazy That'd be is wild. Sexton coming back? Uh, I don't. He was. He's been injured for a yeah. long time. I think he might be a free agent after this year, and unfortunately, I don't think they're gonna throw him a lot Con of money. Constance is out for the season with a meniscus tear. Yeah. But and I, I mean, don't think he's gonna be at, because the the Sexton Garland backcourt was always a weird fitting, and now Garland's coming to his own with Sexton out. Jared Allen's been playing unbelievable. I think it's time you move on from Sexton. Yeah. Unfortunate as it is, as injuries causing him to lose money, it's just what it is. Big, has, big. Isaac Okoro has been playing really well for them. I think really you guys well. are a lot higher on the Cavs than I am because I, I, they're three seed in the East right now. Three seed in the East. I know, I know, but are they finishing as a three seed in the East? Uh, uh, I don't know because I can see them falling into the play-in game just because of the fact that if you think the Nets are going to come up into there, I think the Celtics could go into the into the top six. Like I wouldn't want to play the Cavs in the playoffs. I wouldn't. I would no. not want to play. The I can see the Cavs falling to a seven seed. I, I could see that too, and if you look at the roster. They've totally overperformed this oh, season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they're the next this, I think they're the next this year, to be honest. Like last year. Ooh. A little bit. That's interesting. But if you look at... They got Darius Garland, all-star. Evan Mobley, top five defensive player right now. Yeah. Jared Allen, who should should have been an all-star. And Isaac Okoro, who's coming. He's has a good season. Lori Markinen, I mean, still kind of a question mark there. But besides that... Karis LeBron acquisition. So, yeah, so they're slated, a big pick for that. They're slated to play the Raptors if the playoffs start that, today. Oh, and crazy. if I'm Fred Van Vliet or Scotty Barnes or I'm Gary s- Trent Jr., yeah, I'm going to get matchup. exhausted and frustrated driving to the hoop and meeting either Mobley and Jared Allen there. I'm going to get exhausted, tired, and I think that type of energy... it. It's is it safe to say it kind of reminds me of like a grit and grind like it does Grizzlies it does defensive identity they they hustle and Garland's you know if we're still making that analogy Garland's way better than Mike Conley ever was in Memphis in my opinion at this well, point Mike Conley was never an All Star so yeah so I I like this team a lot I'm and I'm happy <laughs> oh, to see them finding some sort of success outside of LeBron in in their franchise history it's, I think I, it's good for them as the a Cavs team have, I just like the Cavs schedule. Their last four games of the season are absolutely brutal. They play the Sixers, the Magic, you know the Magic, the Nets, and the Bucks. Hey, got yeah. They gotta, finish gotta the season be like teams. that. Got to be teams. I don't yeah. know. I, I big tests. I think they fall in the top six. That's I will say this prediction. though: you look at opponent points per game. Cavs are number one. Yeah, they got good defense. Good defense. Yeah, I mean, good team around them. Good yeah. team. I, down the stretch, I feel like they're gonna fall a little bit. Fall is a play. Yeah, games. that's fair. As teams. Well, in the playoffs, you see how important defense is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I this is the last the team I'd want to play exactly. away. Scary team. Ooh. Everyone's talking about Heat, Bulls, Bucks, Sixers, Nets. But this team, but be afraid of the Cavs. Defense wins. That's uh, <laughs> football. Defense wins championships. I think be, it's great that the scared. East is is stacked again. I hated it's when so it was just it's so close. It was it was we knew it was gonna be Warriors, Cavs purely because. The East was well, just yeah. Whatever a, team LeBron is on, exactly is the because there was there was no team, you know. But, but now this is this is a deep conference. You got the first seven teams separated by five games. It's great. I think it's good for basketball. Yeah, I'm excited. Nice uh, run stretch a little bit. Got yeah. college basketball picking up. It Super Bowl's ending. NFL season's over. But go Cats. Sports are picking up. Big big game for Villanova on Tuesday. Yeah, who we played? Providence. Providence. They're they're good this year. 
Providence really we played in his last couple games. We have two games against Providence. We beat Providence twice. But they beat us our sophomore year and went on to win the Big East tournament. I won't forget that. <laughs> they didn't win the Big East tournament. No, they did. High school or college? Our sophomore year. Of college? Yeah. No, we were did. watching it in the quad. Georgetown won it. Who beat us round one then? Georgetown beat us. Oh, never mind. I'm mixing up. Either way, I mean. Providence is good. He's good this year. Um, they're above us in the rankings. Tough, tough. They barely beat DePaul yesterday, so it should be interesting. Have but you seen the guy that they got from transfer? Providence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's nice. He's good. He's nice. They're a good team. Yeah. As we've, as I've been saying all year, Wildcats. Um, Go Cats. Need a top two seed in the uh, tournament, NCAA tournament. We get a home game for a. Uh, Elite in Sweet 16, so hopefully that should be fun. We'll see how it goes. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed. We had a jam-packed episode today with the Super Bowl and the trade deadline, and I know we could have gone on for another hour if we had the time. Um, Make sure to tune in next Sunday, 1130. Uh, I guess we'll recap the Super Bowl. Hopefully it's exciting enough that we have a lot to talk about. Um, Get into some NBA and and, college and, and, and whatnot. It's sad that... This is like one of the last episodes we'll talk about the NFL. It's kind of been one of our favorite things to talk about on the show. I bet we'll talk about it next week, though. Yeah, I think we will. Yeah. But um, I'll save that speech for then. Um, thank go you for Bengals. listening. Fun the locker room. Let's go Bengals. Go, go Bengals, baby. Uh, check us out on YouTube if you missed any part of the episode or you want to go back and listen more. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We've been posting a lot of polls recently as things have been heating up with the playoffs. Um, go Cats. You're listening to 89.1 FM WXVU. Student Run Radio, The Roar. This is Fun the Locker Room. Signing off.